0: you're listening to the checklist legal podcast digital thinking for lawyers hello and welcome to the checklist legal podcast i'm verity white a corporate lawyer and contract productivity enthusiast 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 that sounds better checklist legal is a blog a podcast and an ebook that are all designed to help you as a legal professional or lawyer really craft contracts that clients are going to love, design innovative tools to increase access to justice, develop new skills as a T shaped professional, and supercharge your personal and professional productivity. Exciting episode eight today. Is it time lawyers lost the legalese? How do you feel about legalese? And lawyer jargon there's a lot that we talk about as lawyers which not many people understand our mindset for today is less legalese more trust today we're going to cover proof that clients hate legalese and why lawyers should hate legalese too why as Joseph Kimball says the law is no serious obstacle to writing clearly and plainly how you can sound smarter by using plain language four legalese words you can try to banish from your contracts and of course we'll have our actionable challenge that we have in every episode for you to try. Christopher Trudeau is a university professor and passionate plain language supporter particularly for medical information. Trudeau has studied the public's language preferences, and his work provides strong empirical evidence in favor of plain language over legalese. His studies show that the vast majority of clients and non clients, uh, so lawyers, prefer plain language. Readers chose the plain language version of two different texts 80% of the time. Seven out of ten clients said that they had received a document from a lawyer that was difficult to understand. What Trudeau's study did was present alternative versions of the same clause and ask people participating to select which clause that they liked better. Here is an example of the two different clauses. If there is a continuation of this breach, my client will effect an immediate termination of this contract. If this breach continues, my client will immediately terminate this contract. 90% of people participating in the study chose the second plain language version. Lawyers can understand legalese, although like many dialects there are differences even among lawyers on what particular words mean in legalese. Even lawyers function better and prefer plain language over legalese. Lawyers are mostly human and they work better with plain language just like non-lawyers. Trudeau's study has shown that clients and lawyers much prefer plain language over complicated legalese. And if that isn't enough to convince you that we should be trying to write more plainly, Trudeau's study showed that 40% of clients stopped reading a document because of frustration with the language. For a lawyer, writing in plain language means your communications are easier to read. People much prefer things that are easy to understand. We don't just like easy to understand things, we also assess them as more positive in several different ways. Caitlin Whiteman from Elemental Communications is a plain language and clear communication specialist as well as a former policy advisor. Whiteman says that things that are easy to read create mental shortcuts and we're more likely to trust and like things that are easy to read and understand. This can flow through to being more trusted and being engaged to complete more work. As Whiteman says, when your messages are easy to understand, they have a head start. She's even called it an unfair advantage. If the fact that clients and fellow lawyers hate legalese doesn't nudge you towards losing legalese, there are still more reasons to drop the legal lingo. You sound smarter if you use plain language. Legal flavouring is a term used to describe a word that either adds no meaning or has a perfectly acceptable plain English alternative. Just like too much salt in cooking, you need to watch the amount of legal flavouring lawyers add to contracts. Legal flavoring might taste good to the lawyer who wrote it, but to most other people, it's overpowering. In a study examining how the ease of reading affected people's perceptions of intelligence, Daniel Oppenheimer found that complexity negatively influenced raters' assessment of texts. The more complex the text was, the less people liked it and the less intelligent they thought the writer was. Oppenheimer concludes the reason simple texts are preferred over complex texts is fluency. Complex texts are difficult to read. Write clearly and simply if you can, and you'll be more likely to be thought of as intelligent. Some people might say, but I've got to have some bits of legalese. Aren't there some legal words that just have to appear in contracts? Lawyers tend to exaggerate the extent to which the law requires specific legal wording for documents. Whether this is motivated by a desire to protect clients or protect their own business model, lawyers like to use specific legal words. Keeping these words in documents reduces the document's readability. Many plain language experts agree that the use of legalese and jargon is a crutch, a way of avoiding working harder. So do the hard work of being clear in what you write and find simpler words to use. There's lots of legal flavoring words that we can remove from our contracts. Here are some to start with, deemed, shall, provided that. As far back as 1987, the Law Reform Commission of Victoria pronounced the word deemed as obsolete and recommended drafters do not use it. Why? Because it's confusing and even lawyers have to stop to consider what it means when reading it. Better to use a plain language version. If you spot the word deemed, do a swap, use considered as is sufficient proof that, or regarded as, ditch deemed. Shall is another offender of uncertainty. Depending on what you are trying to say, shall might mean has a duty to, should, is required to, will, may, is entitled to. Why use a word with so many different meanings? Why make your contracts uncertain and unclear? There is lots of commentary on how confusing shall is, but I think Joseph Kimball says it best. Give shall the boot, use must instead. Provided that. The Centre for Plain Language says lazy drafters make use of the term provided that because they aren't exactly sure what they mean. Clauses with provided that often contain exceptions or are extremely long and confusing. And you forget the first part while trying to understand the exceptions. The reader is left to construct a mental Venn diagram of what the clause actually means. If you spot provided that, ask the writer to explain it or change it. The best plain language version to use in place of provided that is to say what you mean. I'll link in the show notes to heaps of resources on plain language, including an A to Z of alternative words where you can do some word swapping with those legalese words. Steer clear of legalese. Do the work to understand your reader and write for readability so you gain trust. Complex texts are difficult to read. Write clearly and simply if you can, and you'll be more likely to be thought of as intelligent. Ask for feedback. Identify complicated wordy words in your contracts and other writing and look them up on word swap lists to find plain language versions. This week's actionable challenge is to do a find replace in your contracts for a few words that are really easy to swap out and make your language a lot simpler and easier to understand. The first one is utilize. There's no need to say utilize, just say use. Another one is subsequent. Why say subsequent when you could say later or Next, another bugbear of mine is pursuant to. Pursuant to section 127 of the Corporations Act, why say that? Why not say under section 127? Why not say following? There's lots of different ways that you can say pursuant to without sounding confusing. So that's your challenge this week. Get rid of pursuant to utilize and subsequent and let me know how you go at checklist legal on twitter i'd love to hear if you have any other wordy words that you have gotten rid of lately or that you've done a word swap for thanks so much for listening i'm verity white head to checklistlegalcom forward slash podcast for show notes episode eight legalese episode next episode will be all about triple o productivity for contract processes and making them more productive Look forward to chatting with you then. Bye for now.